Welcome back to Urban Theology. Thanks for tuning in. This is a podcast brought to you by two millennial men who are brought together by the grace of God. And we're here to talk to you about everything from the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens of this life. My, my brother, my brother, my brother. What's going on, man? Man, just glad to be back, you know, um, and, and, you know, coming to the end of the season, you know, we made it through another season and that's, that's always yeah. really dope. By the grace of God, we made it through another season, you know. And what the people don't know is we had to do a lot <laughs> to, to make it through this yeah. season, you know. We had to do a lot and outside is open. I know we, <laughs> we, we talked about outside being open, but that's how distracting it is in our lives. And it's not even by design, right? I think the challenge is both of us have, we have busy lives, right? It's not just a podcast or we have family obligations, work, things outside of work, um, social, right? It's like a, a crazy bunch of things. And kind of, we talked about this offline. It's very easy to neglect the things of God and even the things that you know are supposed to be important, right? But we like, and I love how we kind of talked about it, but we still got to make the main thing, the main thing, right? And don't forget what the main, the main thing. thing. The main thing, yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. So let's go ahead and open up the show like we always do at this time. Um, if you're new to Urban Theology, we're always going to open up the show with a quick prayer. So let's go ahead and pray. It's my goal. Heavenly Father, we give you all honor, glory, and praise for allowing us to come to the end of another season. Uh, this is something that we started I mean, we started this with no experience, really, and just we wanted to uh, spread your word, and you've given us uh, listenership, you've given us an audience, and we just thank you for that. Uh, we ask that as we are about to close out this season, that you'll help us convey our message, what we want to talk about today, and that you'll help us stay online, and that you'll just help our listeners who might come here looking for a message that caters to their need right now, that you'll help them, you'll, you'll deliver them from whatever struggles that they're going through, and that you'll just allow them to use this message and, and, and preach to other people, and we may just bring more people closer to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 So on today's episode of Urban Theology, um, you know, we're going to talk about comparison, right? And um, I, I think this is this is a big issue for a lot of Christians, right? I mean, whether it's your work life, some people also look at people's relationships with God and they get really jealous and they compare like, oh, well, he's doing this for you. He's, it happens, bro. Like, it's, it's, it's a big issue. I mean, being a human being, we're always going to compare ourselves to each other, like whether that's money, whether that's somebody else's spiritual walk, their status, right? That's whatever their social status is. Um, oh, they, they got a home. I live in an apartment, right? There's always something we always feel like we're inadequate about, right? And it's it's just, it's really interesting when you think about it, that all of us, we're more alike than we think we are. Some, <laughs> people, some people think they're above comparison. They, oh, they don't compare themselves to nobody. But if you, if you sat them down in a the room, they will confess like, yeah, I, I struggle with this. So you said something, it's a human thing. So if we have flesh, it's comparison just happens? No, no, I'm not going to say it just happens. I would say it's more so like, it's more so ascribed to our human DNA. Well, kind of, kind of going along with what you're saying. 
the flesh. It's kind of a natural thing of the flesh, right? The flesh is never um, satisfied, right? Like it's not like for us as human beings, I'm not gonna say it's not natural, but our default is to complain. Our default is always feel like we don't have enough. So if you if you add comparison to that, that's part of the default. Our default is to either believe we don't have enough and always look towards someone else, you know, or look towards yeah. what someone else has. Yeah, because I know for me, I could, let's say I step out the door, I could see a flashy car and I could say, well, hey, that car has nice rims. It looks like it has more features. And automatically, I, I, I mean, the the benchmark for me would be my car, right? Well, my car don't got that, but I think it's the next step after that where it goes to, okay, what are you going to do about that, right? Same way for men and women out there, you in a relationship, it's always going to be a, I would say, more beautiful person out there in terms of (laughs) features. No, it just, it is what it is, right? And, you know, hey, when you're in a relationship, it's like, oh, babe, you're the most beautiful you know, somebody's going to have longer hair. Somebody is going to have wider teeth, right? It's just, it's impossible to, you know, just be perfect. Nobody's perfect, right? But then it's the act, right? You see something and now you're thinking, okay, I want to, I want a different person. I want to break up (laughs) with my girl or my guy because- Gosh. Because Michael B. Jordan's out here. Oh, <laughs> You know, so it, I, I think it's, it, it's two steps when it comes to like comparison, right? Because you walk outside and it's sunny and it's like, well, it was rainy yesterday. Oh, it's a better day today, right? Like we, we just do that. But then the action that comes after it, right? Like, what are you going to now do? Are you going to um, automatically just start chasing that thing because you, you see that it's better or that you believe it's better, you know? I mean, just to keep it all the way 100, the grass is not always green on the other side. And, yeah. and, and I know that's such a cliche statement, but dog, it's 100% true, right? It's, it's like the same reason people be like, oh, relationship goals, right? The people be in a relationship and they be comparing themselves, oh, like couple goals, like just the people they see on Instagram, I'm like, bro, all that is cap. It's all cap. Yeah. Like, like, like I, I don't want what anyone else has. I just want to enjoy what I have. I want to enjoy my family, my career, right? I want to enjoy everything that's unique to me. Because again, like, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. I don't know what is really going on in that home that I want that I'm comparing to, or even that car. Maybe that car I want that this person has is sinking them in debt. They're always having repairs, always got to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know that. I just think oh everything that looks shiny it looks good right and that's the danger with comparison right is you don't really know yeah very true so let's go ahead and relate to our audience um let's give them a time where we remember and let's try and keep it recent right what's the recent time that you caught yourself uh, comparing to another (laughs) we're like recent yeah, let, let's try and keep it recent. Um, you remember a recent time or the last time that you had to catch yourself like, yo, need to chill out? So I would say like the, the last time was probably when like, um, like some buddies of mine were just like talking about like investments and just some things that they were doing and just, you know, just how they were doing well. But in my head, I like I found myself like, like I'm not doing enough like what am I doing I'm loafing whatever 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 and then I realized like you know what like 
I, like I had to take a step back. I mind you, these are people I'm close to. Then I realized, you know what? We're at, we're at different places. Like they have more flexibility right now to do what they're doing, whereas right now I don't. So I can't like, I can't compare myself. But I was, I'm not gonna lie to you. In that moment, like mm-hmm. in that moment, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking like, damn, I felt like oh, I was not doing enough. But the key to like. Let me say the key, but like what helps you is if you can take time away to like really think, okay, like where am I and where are they? And then that helps you look at yourself realistically and not compare. But I'm not gonna cap. Like I was struggling with comparing myself to those people in that moment when we was having that conversation. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm hearing you talk about that. And I know for me it's it's really difficult to deal with the fact that God wants me at this place, right? Like sometimes you might you might compare yourself to somebody and then you you, you say, okay, you know, I, I know God has me here for a purpose. And then it's like, why do you have me here? Like, why can't I have the, the money and all that stuff? Like, why do you have me here? Why yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's difficult to have to understand that. Like, there's a reason that God has you here, you know? Uh, okay, so for me, I mean, this was this was recent. This was really recent, and it, it happens every time I see a new child. When I see a new baby being born, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Baby not, fever. This man got baby fever. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I sit back and I'm like, man, I I wish I had a child. I'm I'm not even gonna you know front for you, for for anybody on on the podcast. Um, I, I love kids. I have a bunch of nieces and nephews. It's I have I have two. Well, I have one nephew and one niece that are coming into this world soon. And then I have another one where my sister don't want to find out the gender of the baby yet. So three new kids coming in. I got 10 nieces and nephews or 11 right now. I'm a bunch of cousins and I'm always so excited to be around them. You know, I'm always so excited to hear about their new experiences and things like that. And whenever I see a new baby, I... I first think, man, I, 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 I can't wait to get married and, you know, start trying for a new baby. But um, it's just, it, that's just something where I've, I've compared myself. I'm like, dang, ain't this the same guy that was having a crazy summer? I've, I've done that. I've compared. And I've sat and thought to myself, like, dang, what is he doing that I'm not doing? And I have to live with the fact that, you know what? God has me here for a reason, right? And some of those some of those reasons are my disobedience, right? Uh, because truth be told, I have been in relationships before where I have not taken those relationships seriously. Um, I was not being the man of God that um, God has called me to be, and yeah, I've taken some things for granted, right? And having to sit down right now and be patient when. You know, you look, you, yeah, have baby fever, right? And baby fever can be solved. Ain't nothing, <laughs> ain't nothing but a little bit of straightening, right? <laughs> if I want to go out. <laughs> you, know, you know what the wild part about comparison is like, there's the temptation to jump ahead of God. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, and that's the danger with comparison is, is there's always a temptation to jump ahead. And this just literally goes to what you were talking about is that I'm in a place and it's not even low, like, oh, I'm like, maybe God is punishing you, but like, no, I'm in a, I'm in a specific place and time for a reason, right? Yeah. There's a reason God has me here 
at this exact moment for this exact reason, right? There's there's yeah. really nothing else to it, right? But it's it's very tempting to be like, man, what does God even know? Like this is where I feel like I'm supposed to be, right? And that's where like comparison will can get us. Heck, that's where comparison has gotten me in trouble is when I feel like um I need to jump ahead of God, right? And comparison can lead you to make bad decisions or make good decisions, right, at the wrong time. Have you ever had an experience, right, where you, because of comparison, you were tempted to make a good decision ahead of time, maybe ahead of when you were ready for it? Uh, yeah, I, I would say with investing, right? Like you get to comparing, but I think for me, a good decision is telling myself, okay, you're not going to, you know, have wealth overnight, right? And, uh, you know, you have to start prioritizing in terms of, okay, get your budget right. Um, stop using credit cards to pay for things that you know you're not going to pay off immediately. So, um, yeah, I would say that's that's a good thing that comparison is, like I've done something good as a result of comparison before. That's an example. What about you? So I've done good things because of comparison, but that was because I thought it, I thought it out well. Like for me, that was going back to grad school, getting another career and, and making a career shift, right? But it wasn't negative comparison, it was positive. I'm um, a positive comparison, like assessing myself versus someone that I was close to and, and realizing like, hey, if he could do it, that means I can do it, right? So I use that as positive reinforcement. But like I've seen instances where I've, or I've been close to making it for the wrong, I've, I've been close to doing it for the wrong reasons, but I'm, I'm glad God, you know, saved me from those, those situations. Yeah. Well, hey, I wanted to jump into some scripture uh, where um, in the Bible, it, it, it talks about comparison and what has happened as, the res, as a result of comparison. So I'm going to jump into Genesis, Genesis, the first book in the Bible. And you know, there are a lot of instances throughout the Bible that talk about comparison, but I, I, I love Genesis because it keeps it really simple, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to get really deep into the Bible and um, the Bible is going to reference something that was in the Old Testament, right? And not to say that, not to discourage you from getting deeper into the Bible, um, I just think, you know, the best place to start is at the beginning, right? So I'm going to go into the story of Cain and Abel. And we've heard this story, I would say, since we were little, right? Yep. And um, I know when I when I was introduced to the story, it's more so about my relations with my brothers and sisters, right? Like how you should, you should not be envious and, you know, don't harm your brothers, your sisters, things like that. <laughs> But when I took time to actually go over this scripture again, um, you know, I, I got a different message, right? So I'm going to go ahead and read. This is Genesis chapter four, and I'm going to I'm going to quickly read uh, starting from verse one, right? So Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So um, they give you the jobs of both of them, right? And that's really important because um, God also gives us different jobs, right? So before we start to compare, 
we don't even sit and think like, okay, well, maybe God gave him that job and that job comes with different abilities than what my job has. We just automatically think we're just supposed to have the same, right? So they both have different, they both had different jobs. And um, verse three, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord and Abel, he also brought out of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. So I remember when I was, when I was first introduced to this story, I definitely thought, oh, why, why, why did God not like Cain's gift? Like Cain was, Cain gave him a gift. You feel me? Yeah. It's not like he just left him. It's not like he just said, For, forget you. Right. He definitely gave him a gift, but as I got older and I, st and I started actually studying what I was reading, I mean, they both gave gifts based on um, their abilities, based on their jobs, right? Based on their capabilities. And I think, you know, it, it's good to understand that God, like whether you are a rich man or a poor man, whether you work corporate or you are, I don't know, you let's say you're a gardener, whatever you are doing, you have ability to give back to God, right? And God just wants a sincere, you know, offering, right? And you might say, well, that's the Old Testament. Like we don't have to, well, you know, God is throughout all the people in the world, right? So if you see somebody that, you know, possibly needs help, that could be God right there who's looking for you to help one of his children, right? So there's so many opportunities for your help. But in this instance, it talks about Cain and it says, uh, it says he brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And when I read that today, it sounds very familiar to what I am guilty of doing, right? Where it's like, I get my paycheck Hey God, here go ten dollars. Here go twenty. You know, here go thirty. Right? Hey, little something off. A little something. Yeah, a little, something. So, little something yeah. off the top. You feel yeah. me? I, I, I ain't gonna trip, right? And when it talks about Abel, it says he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. Which I am not of that time, but when I think of the firstlings, I think of something that is more valuable than the other flock. And then he also said of the fat and he, he also uh, took of the fat, you know, so I, I think this is a more precious gift. I could see this being something that was definitely, he put more thinking into it, right? He put more thought into it. It's, it's more sincere. If anything, he probably at the beginning of the month said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to get there. Right. I'm gonna work hard, and as soon as I, as soon as my 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 flock give birth, I'm going to take the the firstlings, and that's what I'm gonna to give to God, right? Very intentional. Versus his little twenty dollars that you know, I've been guilty of. God manages. Just manage this one. Yeah, and then it, it it gets better, right? The story gets better, and it says, and in the process of it, no, no, I already read that. I'm in verse five now. Then it says, but unto Cain and his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. So of course, Cain was upset, right? God said, yo, I don't respect this gift. And it happens today. 
there are a lot of things that you will think you're doing and it's it's it's, it's like oh I'm, I'm the greatest you know philanthropist ever I'm helping out my brothers but there are a lot of things that God will look at and say yeah I don't respect that right so why did why did God not respect Cain's gift and why does God not respect some of our gifts so it says and the Lord said unto Cain uh why are why are, why are you angry and why is thy countenance fallen and you know I know God has a sense of humor, right? Because it's like, God basically said, yo, I don't respect your gift. And when Cain responded by being angry, God asked you like, yo, why, why are you angry? It's almost like when you're in a relationship, right? And, you know, let's say you're used to your girl maybe cooking for you here and there. And then for some reason she don't cook for you. And she asks you like, what, what's wrong? It's like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy because there's yeah, no food. Yeah, there's a you know reason. I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. a reason. So God asked him, like, yo, why, why are you angry? Like, fix your face, dog. And then he says, if you do well, shall thou not be accepted? So if you do well, wouldn't you be accepted? And if thou does not do well, sin lieth at the door, right? So if you don't do well, then sin comes knocking at your door. And he says, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So basically, you you should, sin's going to come knocking on God tells, b- before Cain even kills Abel, God tells Cain, like, yo, sin's going to come knocking on your door, and you should rule over him. Like, you should take control of that. You should not listen to the sin that is going to come across, that's going to come knocking on your door. And, I mean, God's word is just so awesome and prophetic because I'm sure God already knew what was going to happen, right? It's the same way that God warns us at that moment of comparison, right? When I see the flashy car and I'm looking at the wheels and the rims and all the latest features, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, yo, I know interest rates kind of low right now. Like I could, I could go ahead and, you know, go ahead and apply for that and get this loan and, you know, definitely buy the upgraded car. And there's something in me that's saying like, you don't want those problems. You do not want those problems. That's facts. You know, and it's up to us. Are we going to listen to that voice or are we going to say, nah, I got this. So th- the thing is that voice is very powerful, and I'm and I and I'm gonna also kind of allude to that in um, the part of scripture that I'm gonna share. But I'm gonna do a lot of paraphrasing. For, yeah. From my so basically my um my story for today is gonna come from Genesis 37. Um, so oh, it's in Genesis. Yeah, Genesis 37. So it's it's a lot of verses, but I can paraphrase it for everyone to give them context. So Jacob, who is a descendant of Abraham. He has a bunch of he has a bunch of sons, right? And his youngest son is Joseph, right? So he loves he loves he loves all of his sons, but there's something special about Joseph, right? Joseph, you know, it's something about the lastborns, bro. Yes, That's how it is. Something about them, right? And and Joseph yeah. Joseph is special, right? Joseph dreams dreams. God um, shows some stuff in dreams, right? And he has this specific dream, right? And his and he tells it to his brothers, right? And his brothers. You know, they, they get mad about it and they plot on, they plot on this man. But even before, like, I kind of go into that, um, the reason um, there are issues is because they're comparing, and this is not, this is not obviously like stated in the Bible, Bible but we can kind of, um, we can, we can read the story and we can kind of assume a little bit in piece together that the brothers are comparing the love 
that their father has um, for them to their brother, not realizing this, that their father loves them all equally. Same, same thing with God. God loves us all equally, right? You, 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 may, you may feel like, oh, he's blessing this one more. Or he loves this one more. That's probably how the brothers were. We can read the story and, and probably think, okay, that's what the brothers, maybe that's what they felt like. Oh, like the father was showing favoritism towards Joseph. I mean, it's not, okay, let me know. It's not even a bad thing because even in families, parents have their favorites. It doesn't mean they love, it doesn't even mean they love any of their kids less or whatever. They love all their kids equally, but sometimes they have favorites and that's okay. But guess what? God has his favorites, but guess what? He also still loves us all. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean he cares any less about me than he does you, right? And with, with, with this, right, the brothers comparison, right? The way they're thinking of how their father maybe what they think, whatever they've created in their head, right? In terms of how they, they think their father loves them or maybe doesn't love them, right? Those thoughts of comparison even led them to selling their own brother into slavery, right? Yeah, and I want to say, even in the scripture, it doesn't say that, you know, Jacob did not love his Ex other sons. Exactly. And that's, and that's what I'm alluding to. They let whatever, and that's the danger of comparison, Right, mm -hmm. like it, 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 it will lead us to make um, sinful decisions, right? It can lead us to, to sinful decisions. It can lead us to negative choices. It can lead us to negative actions. And it could just lead us to doing things out of character, right? As, as we know in this story, these brothers sold their brother into slavery, right? Their own flesh and blood sold them into slavery, right? Because of what they was feeling in the heart, what was going on inside of them, right? And so comparison is one of those things, right? That if you don't check it, that, that joint is dangerous, right? If you don't check it, it can it can mess you up. It can mess others up, right? It doesn't just affect you. So that's just something to kind of think about and, and just, you know, ponder on. Yeah, and even in the story of Joseph, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking in the scripture and it's not as if they sold him ASAP, right? That comparison kept to eat, kept eating away at the, the brothers, right? Because at first... It was like, yeah, they didn't have no rap for Joseph, right? Yeah. Joseph came around. I was like, yo, I'm not talking to you, dog. And look, it's, it's part of sibling rivalry, right? You're going to have times where it's like, yo, I'm not talking to my sibling because he's spoiled and he's the favorite, blah, blah, blah. But does that mean that you are going to sell your brother or sister into slavery? No, this was just the fact that they kept on letting comparison win. Yep. Because... Right? Every minute, every every hour, we are going to have to face comparison, right? Especially when we see something that we like or that we want. So do you feel like comparison over time, I'm not going to say goes away, but do you feel like over time it, it will have less of an, an effect on you? Because I think it, it will, right? But I feel like there's a process you get there. But do you feel like that happens over time? I mean, so we're supposed to, uh, we're supposed to try and stay in the spirit, right? But, you know, this flesh is tough, man. This flesh is tough. So I don't think it goes away over time because we're always like, we're always in the flesh in, in a way, you know, like, I mean, we're, we're in this world and some people go to church and I would say there's like a, our our delay of okay once i'm done church 
Maybe I stay in the spirit for like a nice little hour or two. And then it's like, okay, I'm back. I'm back on the streets. Right. So I think, I think it, it, yeah, unfortunately, I think it gets worse for a lot of people. Right. Because if we ultimately invite God into our hearts, right. And we, and inviting God into your heart is a continual thing, right? Like every day you want to make it more frequent, like everything you do, you should invite God into. So if we do that, we ultimately will have these talks with ourselves where it's like you become more appreciative of everything God has given you. And that comparison doesn't then continue to eat at your heart. No, and that's that's real. And, I'm, I'm, that, and that's why I really wanted you to allude to that. It's, it's a battle between flesh and spirit, right? And the spirit allows us to be content, right? Without the spirit, there's no contentment. Mm-hmm. Right, that's, that's and I'm learning I'm learning that without God's spirit I cannot be content I cannot be content with anything he gives me whether that's a wife a home a job money right without the spirit I can't be content right I can't appreciate and 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 it doesn't mean oh you're complacent right but you need to understand I cannot have more right God cannot give me more till I have learned how to love and appreciate what he's given me in the now. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's real. Yeah. And, you know, staying on top of, of comparison, the first sin was an issue of comparison, right? Man, well, man and woman wanted to be like God, right? It's like the devil, the devil knows, the devil knows, the devil's not not playing fair out here. Okay. Nah, facts, facts. So, so he knows that you like that. He knows that you like a certain dress, a certain suit, a, a certain pair of shoes. He knows what you like and he knows how to tempt you with those things. Right. Um, so a lot of times we'll, we'll sit here and we'll have these things that we want. And then all of a sudden we open our phone and it's like, Oh, Google's listening. And I'm like, fam, the devil knows. The devil got Google too, man. The, de- yo, the so, devil is an IT specialist. So I'm gonna ask you a tough question. I need you to answer it. Honestly, oh, what you doing so, out here? So you've talked about children and wanting to get married and all that stuff. Okay. When you see people married on Bella Ninja or just people you know in the Ninja or just people you know in the community getting married, like, do you just heart the picture and go, or do you heart and they and you just look at the picture like, man, that would be nice for me. And I, I want you to give an honest response. What 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 do you, what do you think of? Like, what do you think? Oh, all right. I'm, I'm going to give an honest response. I'm going to give an honest response. The first thing I look at is, yo, first of all, that's not going to be me because that's way too expensive. That's the first thing I look at. I'm not going to lie to you. That's the first thing I look at because I do see some things and I'm just like, I know this person. And, you know, I'm not pocket watching or anything, but... I don't know how this is going to affect their bottom line. You know, that that's the first thing. Then the second thing I do, I do sit and I say, dang, that I, I, w- I would have killed that better. <laughs> you know? I'm not going to lie. No. Now, not, in a, not in a way of like, oh, I want to take somebody's life. No, not like that. It's more so like, I think me and my wife, like when we do, we're going to kill it better. I, I've, I've, I've had that thought before, but um, after that, I, I do like it and I just proceed, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So that's my honest reaction to seeing some nice weddings. Now, the reason why I ask is just because in our generation, 
social media is the highlight reel and it's very easy to be um, deceived, right? And, and, or just go into modes of comparison when, yeah. when, you, when you see things, right? Because we're, we're at the age now where people are buying homes, getting married, having children yeah. yeah right so it's very easy to feel like dog like what am i doing like am i not doing enough right but uh, and this is where i want you to to our listeners man just know that wherever you are right now is enough and what you're doing is enough right and that when it's your time to shine best believe it's gonna be your time to shine right and, and that's part of the key is think of that yeah yeah no i i agree and I mean, look, try and stay in, try and stay in the spirit, right? Because you're going to have so many things that are going to try and pull you away from God. So many things. It's like every single day when, when you say, hey, I want to be faithful to God, every single day is going to be something else that's going to attack you. And that's why you have to be strong, you know, and it's, it's not easy, but it is definitely worth it at the end of your life. It's going to be worth it. Exactly, man. So, yeah, just, man, just stay committed, man. Um enjoy what you have even like in your singleness man enjoy being single like relationships have their own set of of baggage and stuff for those people that really want relationships so badly realize they're not easy for those people that you want the high paying job the stress that comes with it right you want the nice home or you want a home understand there's responsibilities that come with it all these things you compare for and you're looking at the grass bro exactly Like all this stuff you want so much, even having children, like they all come with something. Don't get me wrong, they're all blessings. No, they all, exactly. And and all it, mind you, all these things are good things, but like, just know they all come with something. They all come with responsibilities, not all like sweet. So just remember that as well. Yeah, so I, I wanna jump into our scripture for the season. How about that, right? Not just the episode, I would say, since this is our season finale, we're going to do a scripture for the season. So I'm going to go first. My scripture that I would like everyone to just reflect on until we come back. And even after that is from Galatians chapter five, verse 19. Now with this verse, I remember when I was trying to just get better in remembering some scriptures. Um, I always remember this because it's my birthday, uh, 519, right? Galatians 519. But this just talks about the works of the flesh, right? So uh, Galatians 5.19, and I'm going to read through 21, right? So it says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So that was 19 through 21. And it's a long list, trust me. So don't think you're safe because, oh, I I don't fornicate. I don't commit adultery. It's a long list, right? So facts. Yeah, I just encourage all of our listeners to go through that scripture and, you know, try and work on some of these things, right? Because like I said, it's a long list. Um, just because you 
are safe from three, four, even five of those things. You want to rid yourself of all of those things. Man, for me, man, my, my scripture for the summer and just to leave y'all with so we come back is a uh, first Timothy four, seven. And it says, uh, but have nothing to do with pointless and silly myths, rather train yourself in godliness, man. I'm gonna just keep it honest with y'all, man. Stay away from the cap, stay away from the gossip, man. Just focus on honoring God and, you know, living for what is true, right? Don't involve yourself in other people's business, right? So, or if other people try to involve you in other people's business, you know, just kindly decline, right? And just stay focused and, um, you know, stay, stay committed and keep your nose clean, right? That's the scripture I'm gonna leave y'all with for this summer. And, and I pray that it, uh, it blesses you richly, man. And I, I want to take I want to take a step further, right? Because I think it's it's easier said than done to rid yourself of some of these things. My advice would be to try and partner up if you can, right? And I will say try and partner up with somebody that's of the same sex, right? Because I don't want you to partner up, and then before you know it, now it's yeah, like, yeah. well, I did. <laughs> yeah, you know, like get you, if you're a woman, get you a nice sister that you know you can say, hey, I'm I'm working on something, and maybe she can check in on you. I know me and Raheem do that, and it's a lot of times that you know some of those conversations aren't the easiest to have, where it's like, bro. You out here wilding, dog. Like, you know. But they're needed. They're needed still. Yeah, but they're needed. So I would say it's easier said than done. So, you know, find yourself a nice partner that you guys can check up on each other and uh, make sure that you are honoring God. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. All right. So, hey, like we said, this is the season finale. Uh, We don't know when we're coming back yet. More than likely, we'll be back in the fall. So don't miss us too much. Hey, look, and, and honestly, I, I, I don't know if everybody realizes that we probably go through the same, if not more, like of like just life stuff than, than like our audience. So the reason why I say we don't know where we're coming back is because I know, I mean, I have this big exam I'm about to take. I mean, there are new jobs on the horizon. Um, I mean, it's a lot going on, you know, so we're going to make sure that when we do come back, we come back bigger and better than ever. Um, But I I just want to say, look, it's it's been a pleasure, you know, giving you guys podcast episodes, uh, seeing the feedback that we've gotten. Uh, Make sure you are leaving a rating on the Apple podcast platform. We need that. Um, and it, it's just been a pleasure. Like I have people who actually pray for me because they met me throughout the pod, th- through the pod, you know, so that that's amazing. And kind of to echo what my brother said, we appreciate y'all. We appreciate all the love, prayers, the support, the shout outs, man, just all the listeners, man. We, we love y'all. We appreciate you also to any other podcast that support us. We appreciate y'all as well. Like we, we don't take any of this for granted and we thank God for this platform and just, everyone who it's blessing you know we appreciate y'all and we love y'all man yeah and i want to give a shout out to light who is the mastermind behind all of our visuals and stuff i mean he's exceeded what we initially thought we were going to get so shout out to light yes, and sir. if you are trying to stay stay in touch with the podcast you can do that on instagram that is urban theology underscore don't forget the underscore at urban theology underscore Uh, you can 
follow me. You can reach out to me at Long Live T O B E. And you can find me on Instagram at Rice underscore uh, and Stu. If you if you want to reach out for anything about the pod, you know that's where you can find me at. So also, y'all stay safe this summer, man. Stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. God bless, and until next season. Peace out. Peace.